Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Your bite-sized daily roundup of the biggest news from the world of film. This is The Daily Reel with Van Connor. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Reel for June 28th to July 2nd, 2021. This is our weekend omnibus edition for those who want a longer show with fewer episodes without missing any of the week's film industry and entertainment news. And the week was quite something. Independence Day turned 25 years old, Pamela Anderson celebrated her 54th birthday, and it was the anniversary of Jane Mansfield's tragic death in 1967. While back in the here and now, all of this was going on. Screenwriter Matthew Robinson has been pegged to pen Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins' forthcoming Star Wars movie Rogue Squadron. The feature's set to follow a new generation of Starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a high-octane adventure, which Disney and Lucasfilm have said will move the saga into the future of the galaxy far, far away. Just what exactly that means remains to be seen, though it's expected to mark the seventh major canonical era of the galaxy as recently set out by Lucasfilm, following the High Republic, the Fall of the Jedi, the Reign of the Empire, the Age of the Rebellion, the New Republic, and the Rise of the First Order. That's just the books, prequels, originals, and sequels to people who don't own multiple Kylo Ren figurines. Scripting duties now fall to Robinson, meanwhile, who's reportedly already begun his first draft. Robinson's best known for his work co-writing and co-directing with comedian Ricky Gervais in 2009's The Invention of Lying, as well as writing Netflix's well-received apocalyptic sci-fi tale Love and Monsters. The Star Wars franchise is in an unusual spot right now. Currently best known for dominating the social media landscape with Disney Plus's flagship show The Mandalorian. Star Wars Rogue Squadron will be the series' first theatrical experience since 2019's disappointing end to the saga, The Rise of Skywalker. The project's currently expected to enter pre-production properly in autumn, with shooting anticipated to begin early next year. Rogue Squadron's currently due to fly into cinemas on the 22nd of December, 2023. If you pick one up, watch it! I can't see it! MGM Studios, now a major subsidiary of the megacorporation Amazon, has bought the rights to distribute Zoe Kravitz's forthcoming thriller, Island. Yes, for anyone who missed it, Kravitz is on board to write and direct Island, which has also just cast Naomi Aki in its lead role. Already on board is Channing Tatum, and the film will centre around Aki's Frida, a young, clever cocktail waitress who has her eyes set on genius billionaire playboy philanthropist Slater King. After skillfully manoeuvring her way into his inner circle, Frida will wind up on his private island, partying with beautiful people. But soon enough, she soon realises there's more to King's Island than meets the eye. Coincidentally, MGM 
will also be releasing Tatum's directorial debut, Dog, on the 18th of February next year, with no release date for Island having been set as yet. So how are you? You got kids? No. Married? No. So what have you been doing? Prison. All right. Director Quentin Tarantino has revealed that he considered remaking 1992's Reservoir Dogs as his tenth and final film. Tarantino has long since maintained that his goal in the film industry is to create ten features and then retire. With 2019's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being his ninth, all eyes now turn to the madcap director's forthcoming swan song. He's noticeably gone back and forth on just what that'll be, at one point planning to go out on an R-rated Star Trek film for Paramount. Now, in a conversation with controversial talk show host Bill Maher, Tarantino has revealed another surprising option. I've actually considered making a remake of Reservoir Dogs as my last movie, he told Maher, before laughably piping up with, I won't do it, internet, but I considered it. Whilst Tarantino's film remains a mystery, his self-penned novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is set for release this Tuesday. For the past 15 minutes now, you've been droning on about names. Toby. 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 Toby Wong. Toby Wong, Toby Wong, Toby Chung, Charlie Chan. We've got Madonna's big coming out of my left ear, and Toby the I don't know what, coming out of my right. In-demand actress Vanessa Kirby has signed on to star opposite Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern in The Sun. Director Florian Zeller's sophomore follow-up to Oscar winner The Father will again adapt one of his stage plays from a trilogy that also includes the currently unadapted The Mother in a gut-wrenching drama centering around familial relations. The Sun will follow Jackman's Peter, living a busy life with new wife, Kirby's Beth, and their newborn baby. However, their cosy life together is thrown into disarray when Peter's ex-wife Kate, played by Dern, suddenly appears on his doorstep with their teenage son Nicholas. In a statement, Zella praised Kirby, saying, Vanessa Kirby is for me a very great actress, intense, inventive and powerful. I am especially happy to take her on this cinematic adventure. There's no release date for The Sun just yet, but shooting is expected to commence later this year. You must tell no one. Papers all think of a Johnny Dow Keith. Billy Wallace. Mummy and Papa too, by the way. They're just boys, whereas Peter is... No, I quite see the attraction of Peter, but he's married. Gravel-voiced actor and former Hellboy Ron Perlman has joined the cast of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Perlman has signed on to voice Optimus Primal, the soon-to-be-introduced leader of the heroic Maximals, who can transform from a robot into a gorilla, because toys. The Sons of Anarchy Thesp is no stranger to giant robots, having starred in Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim, as well as having actually voiced Optimus Primal previously in Rooster Teeth's unpopular web series, Transformers Power of the Prime. The character was first introduced in 1996's groundbreaking CG animated TV show Beast Wars Transformers, a sidequel to the original 80s Generation 1 cartoon. Perlman joins an already returning Peter Cullen as the voice of Optimus Prime proper, whilst Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback will lead the human side of things. Rise of the Beast is intended to be a sequel to 2018's well-received Bumblebee, and it'll be set in the 1990s. Creed 2 Stephen Capel Jr. will direct the project from a script penned by Daniel Matea, Josh Peters and Joby Harold, and it's set for release on the 24th of June next year. This is the bot that's protecting the Requiem Blaster for longer than he can remember. My name is Optimus Primal. What's new with Knives Out 2? 
Well, the film has officially finished filling out its gargantuan call sheet and has begun filming in Greece. The highly anticipated sequel to 2019's modern classic has gathered an outstanding collection of talent to fill its lineup of suspects, including Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., Catherine Hahn, Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, Jessica Henwick, and Madeline Klein. Also set to return for the first film, of course, is Daniel Craig's charming super sleuth Benoit Blanc, the man who solves it all with a southern drawl. Addressing the news, reprising director Ryan Johnson said in a tweet, and we're off. Day one of filming on the next Benoit Blanc mystery. Thanks to all the lovely patient people here in Greece for letting us do all this murdering on their peaceful shores. Johnson will helm from a script he penned himself, and the film's currently awaiting a release schedule, as well as a title, for goodness sake, Ryan. Craig, meanwhile, can next be seen in his final appearance as 007 James Bond in the long-awaited No Time to Die, set to a long-last hit cinemas on the 30th of September. Detective Blank, you said the investigation is ongoing. You made a point of that. Do you suspect foul play? Mr. Blanc, if you please. There is much that remains unclear, but yes, I suspect foul play. Tron Legacy's Garrett Hedlund has signed on to join Daisy Ridley and Ben Mendelsohn in forthcoming thriller The Marsh King's Daughter. Based on Karen Dion's best-selling novel of the same name and set to be helmed by Limitless and the Tomorrow War's Neil Berger, the film will center around Ridley's Helena, a former victim of her demented father, the so-called Marsh King. Helena and her mother are held captive in the wilderness for years, but now the young woman will be forced to reckon with her past and fight for her survival when her crazed father escapes prison and begins to hunt her down. Predictably enough, Mendelssohn's on board to play said father, aka the Marsh King, though Hedlund's role remains under wraps. There's no release schedule being offered up as yet, but filming's said to be underway now in Canada. Dad, we have to get your disc. No, we gotta get to the portal. You shut them down from the outside. Even if I make it out, you won't last in here. Coral will be alright, come on. Will you let it go? I'm not going home without you. On its 50th anniversary, the cast of the 1971 children's classic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory have given their blessing to Timothy Chalamet. Not without good reason, mind, as the Call Me By Your Name actor has of course been announced by Warner Brothers as the titular lead for the studio's forthcoming prequel, Wonka. During an interview that celebrated the anniversary, Paris Themen, who played Mike TV opposite the late Gene Wilder's iconic portrayal, praised the talented actor and said, one thing for them is that they don't have to do a direct comparison because it's a prequel rather than a remake. So Chalamet doesn't necessarily have to be as good as Gene was, which is obviously a hugely difficult thing to do. Themen wasn't the only recipient of a golden ticket willing to offer his take, however. You can't kill Wonka, said Peter Ostrom, who starred as protagonist Charlie Bucket in his only ever film role. It just gets played over and over again. It's a great story and it needs to be retold regardless of who's making it. Wonka is set to be a fully-fledged musical and will be directed by Paddington's Paul King. Shooting's expected to begin this November, but no release date's been given as yet. Timothy Chalamet, meanwhile, can next be seen headlining Denis Villeneuve's sci-fi epic Dune, out on the 1st of October. Elio, what are you doing? Reading my music. No, you're not. Thinking, then? Yeah? About what? It's private. You're not gonna tell me? I'm not gonna tell you. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. 
So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Just when you thought they were done? The casting news for Knives Out 2 continues, with four-time Oscar nominee Ethan Hawke having been spotted in new set pictures. The boyhood stars been pictured donning an all-white suit and ponytail in Greece, alongside confirmed cast members Kate Hudson and Dave Bautista. The eagerly awaited sequel to director Ryan Johnson's twist on the classic whodunit had already garnered an astounding lineup of thesps. Alongside the aforementioned Hawk, Hudson and Batista, the new cast will also include Edward Norton, Leslie Odom Jr., Catherine Hahn, Janelle Monet, Jessica Henwick and Madeline Klein. But every franchise needs its lead, and also seen on set is the return of Daniel Craig's dedicated detective Benoit Blanc, the man who solves it all with a southern drawl. Photographed in a salmon shirt, baby blue necktie and high-waisted beige slacks. Because if there's one thing this series has, it's style, damn it. The screenplay will come from Johnson himself, with Knives Out 2 slated to release on Netflix sometime next year. I anticipate the terminus of Gravity's Rainbow. Gravity's Rainbow? It's a novel. Yeah, I know. I haven't read it, though. Neither have I. Nobody has. But I like the title. Marvel Studios have announced the hotly anticipated sequel Black Panther Wakanda Forever has begun filming. Production has kicked off in Atlanta, with director Ryan Coogler and almost the entire cast of the blockbuster original all set to return, with of course one major exception, namely the late, great Chadwick Boseman, who portrayed the eponymous groundbreaking superhero and who tragically lost his life to colon cancer last year. At a press event, Marvel chief Kevin Feige said of the set, it's clearly very emotional without Chad, but everyone is also very excited to bring the world of Wakanda back to the fans. We're going to do it in a way that would make Chad proud. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is scheduled to hit cinemas on the 8th of July next year. Wakanda Forever! Cinema's gruffest family man, Vin Diesel, has given an update on one of his most enduring roles, the alien-slaying Richard B. Riddick. The Riddick series, which began with 2000's Pitch Black, spawned both a trilogy of films and two well-received video games. As such, a fourth film has been rumoured for years now, and even supposedly has a title, Riddick 4 Furia. In a recent interview, Diesel was quoted as saying, Director David Toohey has written a great script. It's just a matter of timing when we get that opportunity to shoot that. But I believe we're shooting that in Australia, and it would be awesome. In the meantime, Diesel can be seen reprising his other most iconic character, Dominic Toretto, in F9 The Fast Saga, which is in cinemas now. Grant any last wishes? I was referring to you. Not that the chains aren't a hot look. But no, I'm not going to straddle you in front of all these guys. What if I killed all of them first? Easy, boy. There's a lot more trank where that came from. Director video action legend Scott Adkins has joined the cast of John Wick Chapter 4. The action franchise is gathering quite the lineup of late, with returning lead Keanu Reeves set to also be joined by martial artists Donnie Yen and Hiroyuki Sanada, as well as Rina Sawayama and Shamir Anderson. Serious stalwart Chadster Hellskill direct the sequel from a script by Shea Hatton and Michael Finch. The focal picking up where John Wick 3 Parabellum left off, with the titular pup Avenger excommunicated 
separated from the International Guild of Assassins and looking to take revenge on its High Council. Atkins can next be seen in Netflix's action comedy Day Shift, alongside Oscar winner Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco and Megan Good, while John Wick Chapter 4 is slated for release on May the 27th next year. Yeah, alright, we might have taken a bit of a kick in, but the odds are against our boys, just like they are against me now, to be honest, but do you know what? I like these odds. It's like good old King George always used to say, Come get it! James Franco has settled his sexual misconduct lawsuit out of court to the tune of $2.2 million. The actor was accused by five women in 2018 of inappropriate sexual behaviour in relation to his now-closed acting school. It's been reported that the actor would give one-on-one -on -one private lessons to attractive female acting students, who he pushed into performing increasingly explicit sex scenes on camera, supposedly as practice for the big screen. Franco and his lawyers are still insisting that no wrongdoing ever occurred, and as part of the settlement, all parties involved were forced to sign a statement which read, while defenders continue to deny the allegations, they acknowledge that plaintiffs have raised important issues, and all parties strongly believe that now is a critical time to focus on addressing the misconduct of women in Hollywood. All agree on the need to make sure that no one in the entertainment industry faces discrimination, harassment, or prejudice of any kind. Which is just disgustingly brazen. Franco has largely been dropped by Hollywood in the wake of the allegations of his crimes, including by his former creative partner and friend Seth Rogen. As things stand, the only project Franco still has on the way is The Long Home, a film he directs and stars in, and that's currently without a release date. How's the pie? So good. Charlie's Angels director Elizabeth Banks' forthcoming feature, the wonderfully named Cocaine Bear, has cast Kerry Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Ehrenreich, Ray Liotta, and Modern Family's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. It's said to be a character-driven thriller, inspired by a series of bizarre 1981 events in the Chattahoochee National Forest. As the story goes, ex-narcotics cop Andrew Thornton II absconded with $15 million worth of pure cocaine and took off in a small aircraft. His plan to parachute safely to the ground was interrupted, however, when its head immediately collided with the plane's tail fin after jumping. Thornton faced the inevitable, and all ten bags of cocaine rained down upon the forest. Police recovered all but one of them, which had been found by a black urson, later nicknamed Pablo Escobar, due to the fact that he ravenously consumed all 75 pounds of cocaine, immediately suffered cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure, and a stroke, and unsurprisingly died. The will follow individuals in and around the event and is set to begin filming in Ireland on the 23rd of August. There's no word on just who the new actors will be playing in the flick and Cocaine Bear is currently awaiting a release date. You know about Callisto? We know about a lot of things. That you graduated top of your class at MIT, that you take Krav Maga on Sundays, you ride your bike to work, you think yellow is one of your colors when in fact it's no one's. That you could be dating a lot more if you played up those cheekbones in your online profile pictures. What we don't know is why someone wants you dead. Another feature that's rounded out its cast significantly is the forthcoming Dracula sequel, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. The story is set during a single chapter of the original novel, in which the sea ship Demeter takes Count Dracula from Transylvania to England, and arrives at its destination a near wreck, with only a single member of its crew still alive, driven mad by the horrific deaths of his crew. 
Joining the film's cast is Game of Thrones Sir Davos himself, Liam Cunningham, set to play the ship's captain, while the Suicide Squad's polka dot man, David Desmulchin, will play his first mate. Also on board are Ashlyn Franciosi, Corey Hawkins, and most interestingly of all, Javier Botet. Now, Botet's a name you might not recognize, but he's a memorable veteran of horror features. A six foot seven skeletal contortionist, he's best known for portraying inhuman prosthetic monsters and recognizable from the It and Conjuring franchises. He also played Slenderman in the 2018 feature of the same name. Now, with Botet on board to play Dracula, it seems the feature's take on the vampire will attempt to recreate the horror that now seems to have been lost following the over-commercialization of the character. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark director Andre Overdahl is on board to direct the film from a script by Baraji Shoot and Zach Olkovitz. Production will begin this week with a release expected next year. I have chartered a ship. Take us to England. We will be leaving tomorrow evening. Nicolas Cage's eagerly awaited action comedy The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent now has a release date. Also starring Pedro Pascal, Lily Sheen, Neil Patrick Harris and Tiffany Haddish, the film will follow a fictionalised version of The Cage who is creatively unfulfilled and on the brink of bankruptcy. With his options running out, the main man accepts a million dollar offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan. Things go awry, however, when the actor is recruited by the CIA and forced to live up to his own legend, channeling his most iconic action roles in order to save himself and his loved ones. With a career built for this very moment, the award-winning actor must take on the role of a lifetime, Nicolas Cage. Tom Gormigan will helm the project from a script he co-penned with Kevin Atten. The film's currently slated to burst onto cinemas on the 22nd of April next year. I didn't say anything to anyone, I swear. Good move. Ass. Kick. Let's keep it that way. New releases you can find in UK cinemas this weekend include Bing's Animal Stories, The Offering, Lady Boss, The Jackie Collins Story, winner of this year's Academy Award for Best International Feature, Another Round, which we intend to cause havoc, Body Swap Slasher Freaky, Suge Knight Documentary Last Man Standing, French Exit, and Colin Farrell's Lord of the Flies in Space, Voyagers. While new on DVD and Blu-ray this week is Chloe Zhao's Best Picture winning Nomadland. That was the Weekly Reel for June 28th to July 2nd, 2021. Have a great weekend, stay safe, keep it cinematic, and we'll be back in the ticket booth come Monday. The Daily Reel is a Candy Saw production, presented by Van Connor and written by Calvin Prickett. All information is correct at the time of writing, and source links are in the description for each episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all good podcast platforms, or ask Alexa to install the Daily Reel skill for your morning flash briefing. Follow the show on social at Daily Reel Pod, and we'll be back every weekday. Until then, keep it cinematic. Drink great gin make a difference we handcraft our gins with only the finest botanicals and use our profits to support charities and initiatives that provide relief to struggling hospitality workers visit hospitalitygin.co.uk to find out more hospitality gin drink great gin make a difference